When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by the Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Vicki Connor. Together, we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today we are back with our fourth installment of My Epic Adventure. In these episodes, we chat with colleagues and friends about some of their most wild trips and experiences in the region. That's right, Vicki. And today we are talking with our colleague, Tim Brown, who is one of our sports editors here at the Oregonian and Oregon Live. Tim, welcome and thanks for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to talk some uh, some snow sports. <laughs> So, Tim, I hear that you have a pretty epic adventure about cat skiing. Um, specifically, we're talking about a video we saw a few years back that ended up uh, being on the Oregonian. Yeah, I, that was that was the thing that kind of came about. I actually ended up going with some of the folks from Next Adventure to a cat skiing trip at Anthony Lake Ski Resort. So. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Anthony Lakes is a small little um, mountain resort that's tucked away in deep eastern Oregon near Baker City and uh, actually a little bit closer to North Powder. Um, anyways, a lot of people might not know about it because it's about it's almost exactly five hours away from the city of Portland. So it's a long haul for somebody to go. It's not like going all the way to Bend or, you know, like which is far enough. It's, it's just far enough that it kind of discourages a lot of people from going out there. So small ski resort, um, that actually happens to have access to a powder cat so they can run backcountry ski trips. Uh, and I was lucky enough to get a seat on this, uh, powder cat trip. And, uh, it ended up being probably the best, I would say probably the best, uh, snowboarding experience of my life riding backcountry. Wow. So what exactly is a powder cat? So a powder cat is kind of like, I, I would, ex I would describe it as kind of like a, a large tractor. So it's on like, you know, some tracks that allows it to kind of go up the mountain without sinking in. And it can go pretty much anywhere where there's like a, a little enough of a hole for it to go up a side of a mountain or whatever. Um, so basically you can get as many as depending on the size of the cat and, and where you're, you're doing this at, if it's at Anthony lakes, the, uh, maximum capacity for guests is 12. So it takes 12 people, a guide and a driver. And essentially what they do is you load up at the base of the ski resort. They drive kind of around the side of the mountain and then they take you up into the back country, which is like, you know, it's not plowed. There's nothing. It's just savage terrain with fresh laid <laughs> snow that you can ride uninhibited like uh, and get picked up at the bottom. So essentially what they do, they drive you up to the top of a peak. They drop you off there. You ride down and like meet them at the bottom and they take you up again. And depending on where you're at, in the case of Anthony Lakes, you get about 
if I remember correctly, I think we had about 16 runs. So we did something like 12 to 16 times usually is about the average from what I had learned from the driver. So depending on the day, the conditions and stuff like that, you might get more or less. Wow. And so um, when, when exactly was this trip for you? So this was a few years ago. I would say it was about four years ago. Um, and I went like, I, I just went by myself. I had, I had gotten a ride. I had heard that there was an extra seat available. And so my buddy who was working, uh, for next adventure at the time asked if I wanted to go, I ended up, uh, you know, deciding I was going to on a whim drive out there and try this out because I had never had the opportunity to, um, ski or snowboard in the backcountry. So, and I mean, Anthony lakes is one of the few places in Oregon where you can do that. There have been some other places that run powder cat trips, but it's not super, um, it's not, it's pretty unique here to find a place that does that. And being that Anthony lakes is the mountain in Oregon that has the highest elevation, at least for a ski resort. Uh, it, it gets really, really good quality snow. So a lot of the times in the cascades, when we see, um, like powder days and things like that, it's pretty rare that we're getting like soft, that really fluffy kind of snow because the elevation just simply isn't as high for where the ski resorts are at as they are out in Anthony lakes. Okay. So your first time backcountry snowboarding, what were you, were you going into it with different expectations? Like how did you prep yourself for this? So obviously like any kid who's grown up skiing or snowboarding, I've watched ski or snowboard videos and seen highlights of people that are dropped off by helicopters or powder cats in the backcountry and are getting to ride like pure crystal clean, untouched snow, which if you were a regular skier or snowboarder, you know that it's very hard to get that unless you're literally the first person on a chair at a ski resort. Right? So I would say like in terms of expectations, I was extremely excited because I've never ridden conditions like that. I'm never the guy who can get up early enough and get even the first, (laughs) second or third chair. Right. So um, I was beyond excited. And I think it just when I got there, it just blew away my expectations. I'm riding like first run. I just start busting up laughing while I'm going down and just hooting and hollering because I've never (laughs) got to experience something like that. It's like floating on clouds, you know? Um, it's, I would say like, you do get that little, uh, tinge of like worry when you get set up as you arrive, they kind of go over like some of the rules. You talk to the guide about avalanche preparation and safety. And, um, you kind of have a realization that things can go wrong in the backcountry, right? There can be an avalanche. Someone can hit a tree. There's not really ski patrol to come help you in these kind of a situation. So backcountry skiing obviously isn't for, or snowboarding isn't for like your beginner or intermediate level rider. It's for somebody that has enough experience to really like know what they're doing. Um, because it can be really dangerous. But that being said, it can also be really fun. So uh, like in terms of expectations, I think for me, uh, it, it it was the best snowboard experience of my life, probably. Wow. Well, tell us a little bit more about, the, about you, your experience going down the mountain, what, what that run was like. Yeah. So that first one, you know, everyone kind of straps in and you get kind of the, uh, the, the spiel from our guide who tells us about like, Hey, here's the route we're going to take, you know, stick to this kind of area. You can kind of go off a little bit on your own, but you don't want to be, you know, more than 50 yards separated from the group type of thing. So you can kind of pick a line. And again, that's one of the things like, you know, they have stuff groomed for you 
you at ski resorts and things like this, right? But here you kind of have to decide, okay, well, I'm going to go for this open area or I'm going to go for this tree area or I'm going to kind of thread a needle through this area. And so you pick a line, which is awesome because you kind of get to, before you drop in and start heading down the hill, you kind of have to envision where you're going and plan for how you want to ride it, which I think is an incredibly fun thing to be able to do. You kind of have endless possibilities as soon as you finish strapping up and getting ready to, to point your nose down the, down the hill. So, um, I think during that first ride, it's, it's amazing. Cause you're kind of, as you start going down, you pick up a little bit of speed. You kind of just start floating and you can feel it ga- gaining some speed. And as like the hill gets steeper, you get, you really get to like feel this kind of float that you don't get in, in, uh, you know, on a groomed run, obviously, if you've ridden powder before, you can feel kind of your back foot sink in the nose kind of comes up and you're just kind of surfing through that snow. <laughs> and then I think probably the biggest moment of joy for me is when you get to make that first slashing turn and send up a big rooster tail of <laughs> snow, just heading all behind you. And that's just an incredible kind of feeling. Cause it, again, it's just like cutting into a cloud, you know? Wow. Oh my gosh. Wow. I, can, I yeah. can like feel the joy you're experiencing. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was so, it was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, so the other people, the other what, eleven people that were with you, are they kind of like doing their own run, like not very close to you, or how does that work? So everybody, I think on the first run, people kind of get like a little bit you don't really know what to do, especially if you haven't been you haven't done this before. So you're kind of tentative in terms of like not wanting to break off too far from the group. You're kind of enjoying it and appreciating it while you're like with these first, you know, few people. So everyone kind of drops in either one at a time or in pairs just to kind of like, you know, you have a buddy system kind of thing where you're you're just riding down. And throughout the whole experience, I'd say on that first run, you know, I'm within uh, 30 yards of another person and just kind of doing my own thing, but also watching them and the line they're kind of taking on. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's I'd say that's like the first kind of uh, experience with it. And then as you kind of get a little bit more uh, confident with it or you start to like have a little bit more creativity come to you as you're out there, you can pick different lines. You can kind of go off from the group a little bit more, but you always obviously want to end up like right at the bottom where the cat is, is the is the goal. So you just kind of you do kind of follow your guide, of course, um, loosely to make sure that you arrive at that same place and people aren't waiting on you to get back in the cat and head back up the hill, you know? Got it. Got it. Yeah. And, but I mean, you're, you're, are you in the same place? So you go back up the top, you're kind of going down the same area. The so whole there's, time? there's usually like a similar starting point, but what they'll do is like, so they, you know, there are different parts of the hill. So let's say you get dropped off at the top of the hill, you can go straight down the first time. Then the next time you go this way, next time you go this mm-hmm. way. And all of a sudden you start trying different spots. And then also let's say it gets tracked out a bit, which means like you've ridden through it a few times in that same kind of area. They'll take you a little bit further up the ridge <laughs> and drop in in a different location. So now you've got again, like crystal clear, fresh, like untouched snow to hit again. And I think that's the big draw for everybody is it's just like, you know, it's, it's that, that is the big, the best part of it is just getting to like hit that untouched snow. I'd say. Wow. I, and I imagine that there's there's an element of this too, where you're out in the back country, you're sort of more in the wilderness. So, you know, you're away from maybe the, all the crowds of the ski resort of, you know, sort of all the hubbub, the chairlifts, 
kind of immersed more into nature. I guess I'm wondering what that that element of your experience was like as well. So that is like for me, snowboarding is like deeply personal in that regard, because during the winter here in Oregon, there's it's obviously raining all the time. You don't get a lot of sunshine and finding a way to get out and be in nature, fresh air and like, you know, using your muscles and and like exercising um, more or less by by riding is kind of a um, for me, that's kind of my release. That's what keeps me, you know, sane during these like cold winter months. Um, and lets me kind of have a moment of tranquility to myself because you can't be really focused on anything else. You're one track mind on what you're doing at that time. So for me, um, I would say that's kind of what I feel. It's that deeply personal moment where you get to like, while you're riding, you can even stop for a second and just kind of look around and appreciate really where you are and, and what you're doing. Um, for me, I think one of the coolest things about Anthony Lakes was that it is not like anything that you really see in the Cascades. It's different types of trees. Uh, there's it's different kind of snow conditions. I, I would say so the mountain is is technically like it feels smaller, like the runs don't feel as long as, say, like if you were going from the top of Meadows to the bottom or the top of Bachelor to the to the base at Anthony Lakes, it feels like a little bit smaller. But the one difference is that it's very steep. And there are tons of little peaks out there where, I mean, it's, it's a lot steeper than what you will see in most Oregon ski resorts because uh, it's just a different mountain range, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, it's just a whole different kind of experience. And that for me was, I think the most revealing part of that trip was like, Hey, this isn't like what you've experienced before. This is a completely different, you know, environment from what you're used to riding in the cascades. And for me, that would, that was a huge part of like experiencing a part of Oregon that I had never really been to before. I had been to Baker city driving through or things like this, but I had never even known about Anthony lakes until about four or five years ago. And I think a lot of people, you know, uh, here still don't know about it, especially folks who move here from outside of Portland or outside of Oregon. It's not a place that really gets a lot of publicity because it is so far from from Portland. Oh my gosh. Okay. So did like the stoke wear off, you know, on run 16 or were you just like living it up the entire time? <laughs> so first, like, you know, when you're riding that, that kind of way, um, there's a ton of adrenaline in the beginning. So you're not getting tired at all. You're just like, you're immediately ripping off your bindings and going like, I cannot wait to get back in this thing. I need to get back up to the top of the hill. You know, um, that I would say, like, I don't think it wears off for this type of experience. I think for somebody who has been, uh, cat skiing or done or been in the back country before, maybe they're like kind of used to it. But for me, somebody that just hadn't had the resources or ability to get up and do this kind of thing, I mean, until the very last run, I was like, ah, let's go. You know, I was just so excited (laughs) about to bust my top. Like, you know, just every time I'm getting in that, that cat, I'm thinking like, are we, when are we going to be at the top, you know, or, or what's my line going to look like this time? What do I want to try and hit this time? Do I want to like, you know, so you're always thinking about that. I never got tired of it once. Um, I just, I mean, it was, it was such a wild, wild experience. And I still, you know, I, I'm going to try and go back this year. I don't think I'll get a chance to go do the cat skiing this year, but I do want to go back to Anthony lakes because, um, I love the little resort. It's super fun and cozy kind of feel to it. It never seems, I mean, I've been, I've now ridden Anthony lakes, like the resort itself three times, and then done one backcountry ski trip there. 
I've never, while I've been there, seen like the parking lot be overflowed or there be these huge long lift line waits. Um, I'm sure it happens at times, especially on like holiday weekends and things, but I had never had that issue when I've gone riding there. And I think that's another thing, you know, you can go to Mount Hood Meadows on a, on a weekend and wait 40 minutes to get a chair, you know, and that's just not the case at Anthony Lakes. Well, so I, I know you mentioned that you kind of got into the, the cat skiing somewhat. You had, you had a friend who kind of had a spot. Yeah. Um, what is sort of the normal way people go about getting cat skiing? So as it pertains to Anthony Lakes, this is a small resort and a pretty small operation that they've kind of rebuilt from the ground up uh, and made it possible to do this kind of thing. So what they do is they have a registration form on their website. You can go check it out. It's anthonylakes.com slash cat trip reservation requests. And if you go to their website, you'll find you'll find it and be able to like kind of dig into like the cost and everything like that. But the best thing that you can do probably is to uh, you go ahead and you go to that website and you book you book a trip. It costs a lot of money. It used to be cheaper, but now it's I think it's uh, $3,850 to book for a day. Yes, it's crazy Whoa. expensive. I understand. <laughs> but but here's the thing. So the idea is one person essentially books the 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 cat ski trip. And then from there, uh, you, you recruit, you can bring up to 12 guests. So you split that cost between everybody and have them pay the person back who, who like books the trip. And from there, it actually becomes like somewhat affordable. Yes. You're paying a premium for something like that, but it's a, it's a premium that you're, you're paying for the experience that we just talked about. Right. It's like something that you just can't really get anywhere else. So that is the big, what I would say is the big takeaway there. That's what you, what you really are paying for when you're going on a, on a trip like this is the uniquity of being able to ride a place that no one, no one else is going to be able to ride during that day. So you're kind of getting, that's what, that's essentially what you pay for. Um, and the reason I say that that's a cool way to do it is like, especially if you're at an age where like, you know, you have a bunch of friends who can't get out, um, on a regular weekend to go riding or something like this. It's something where you can set up well in advance and recruit a bunch of friends to go. And then you can either like, you can make a big weekend of it. If you're coming from Portland or somewhere far away from the, you know, the Baker city, North powder area, you can make a trip of it, book a hotel, stay for a weekend ride, you know, a couple days. And then also in the evenings, there's, there's some cool restaurants and bars to hit. And so that's, that's a really cool way to do it. But I would say that's, you know, the best way to do it is, uh, you have to book, that thing immediately when reservations open, which is on November 1st. Um, they usually book out the first, uh, the best dates, which are from, uh, I would say late January through February and into the first week of March is probably going to be the most sought after dates. That's where you're like, trying to book for if you can. Um, but I will advise you and say that it is like, if, if you're not there on November 1st, when the website opens, it might be tough to get the date you want. So you can't really slouch on that stuff. Um, so the idea is try and get in as quickly as possible, put your money down and then go and recruit like the 12 people to, to ride with you essentially. And, and, you know, make it fair for everybody in that case. 
Yeah, just like trying to book a campsite at the state park or it's get exactly a reservation like that. at yes. con or to get Taylor Swift tickets. You gotta be, <laughs> yeah. you gotta be first in line. It's it's pretty it's pretty much like that, you know. Um, and that's like obviously the cost is really really high, but you know if you have a plan for it, you have enough friends to get it done. It's a great way. I mean, you're not going to regret spending that money on a, you know, on a cat trip as long as the conditions, uh, you know, work out. And as long as there's enough snow, you're going to have an amazing time riding in the backcountry. Yeah. So it sounds like right now, if you're, you know, hearing this and you're, uh, you know, it sounds like definitely something you want to do. This is the time to start recruiting friends, start talking about it. Yep. Get your ducks in a row so that this upcoming November you can be right there and make those plans right away. Yeah, they don't have on their website. If you go there right now, they don't have dates listed that are available. You can actually you can request a date range and then someone at Anthony Lakes will get back to you and be like, hey, we don't have the or we do have these dates available or they'll say something to the effect of we don't have those dates available. Here's what we might have in that date range. And you can kind of like uh, talk to them about what they have open and what might work best. You know, um, they're really nice to work with. They they are like I said, it's a small operation. So really, it's, um, you know, it, you get a kind of personal touch with it. I've, I've never been cat skiing anywhere else, but I was just really impressed about how they went about making sure that they got back to us quickly. Uh, they booked it. Um and it's just, it's, I just got to say, it's worth the money. Trust me. Like if you've <laughs> never done this before, it's worth it. Okay, Tim, I have to ask, obviously you had the time of your life cat skiing. Would, are you considering uh, hella skiing at some point in your life? <sighs> Man, I think uh, my <laughs> wife would kill me if I decided to try and do that. Um, I would, I would, I mean, that's a dream, right? Like I think... As you, as I grew up snowboarding as a kid, that was always like my grandest dream is to go hella skiing, hella snowboarding, you know, um, or cat skiing. Um, I personally, I'm not super into helicopters. I, I think I would do it <laughs> if I were presented with the opportunity. Um, and like the price wasn't astronomical. I, I would consider it. Uh, but I prefer the whole cat thing. I think yeah. my, my goal now, I have two bucket list snowboard things I want to do. One, I want to go catboarding and do a powder cat trip at Baldface Lodge in British Columbia. That's like the number one place I want to go ride probably. And the second one is I really want to go do powder cat or some sort of trip like that in Japan. Um, that's the, those are the two bucket list things that are left yeah. for me right now on my, on my snow sports bucket list. Wow. Gosh. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say the other thing, you know, I personally, I have been like, I learned when I was young, I learned how to ski first and then moved over to snowboarding. Um, mm -hmm. I've snowboarded my whole life, like since I was probably like 14 or 15 years old. Um, and like one thing I think that this powder trap, uh, powder cat trip did for me is it gave me a huge amount of respect for, um, for people who ski in the back country, because you have to be incredibly skilled. Snowboarding gives you a little bit more float. The board is wider, so it's mm. easier to kind of keep, you know, up with the snow and, and do that. There were people who were just doing regular downhill skiing on uh while we were there and I, that's impressive enough in itself i was impressed by that but then there was a dude who was doing i don't know if you guys know what telemarking is but it's basically like having wider cross-country skis so your your boots aren't like hooked to the base of it they your heels come off of the skis and stuff and i watched this dude 
do this. And like, I could not believe how skilled he was doing. That was one of the most impressive things I've seen. Like riding is the way this dude was able to, to ride, you know, telemark skis down the hill with us in the back country and be as fast or faster than anybody who was on the trip was remarkable. So like you, I, I got to see some really cool stuff and, and, um, meet a lot of people that I, uh, got a great amount of respect for because that was that was super fun to watch oh my gosh wow. well i find it all very impressive all of you going out there and doing that in the back country <laughs> in general yeah you know uh and last last but not least i did want to say like one of the coolest things about doing this trip isn't only being able to do the cat skiing and uh you know experience the back country that way uh like i said I, I had not experienced that part of oregon and the thing that was coolest to me is that uh we stayed in a very small town called north powder which is right off the freeway and it's 30 minutes exactly from anthony lake ski resort so uh this tiny little motel uh is it's not expensive at all um, it's the, the owners were extremely, uh, polite and helpful and had a ton of recommendations for us. So the, the accommodations were great and it's super close to Anthony lakes. And then there was like a great bar there called the powder club, which, you know, after you get done <laughs> on a long day of riding, you can go have a few beers. It's a, uh, it's a cool environment. They have an awesome pub and like the back of it has a mirror and bar that's from like 1900. So carved out of, you know, solid wood, it looks gorgeous. Um, and then we had an incredible meal. There's a place called the Haynes Steakhouse, which is in an even smaller town called Haynes, Oregon, just up the road from North powder. And they have these just gigantic steaks you can get for, <laughs> for cheap. And it's a fun, cool environment, very country. Um, and I think that, part of that like makes the trip as well. You're not just, it's, it is about riding the back country, obviously, but I think anybody who goes out there and spends some time in North powder and Haynes and in Baker city is going to have an awesome time. You can really make a cool weekend out of a trip out of there. Well, since neither Jamie nor I ski or snowboard, we are completely <laughs> living vicariously through you. Right. See, <laughs> so you guys just got to come. You guys just got to come. And if you if you ever go out there, you just you if you have people who are riding in your crew or whatever, then you go you go hang out in Baker City or whatever and get some awesome <laughs> food. You know, they have Barley Browns, the brewery there. They make that Pallet mm -hmm. Jack IPA, which is fantastic. I mean, it's it's a really cool place to stay yeah a cool part of the state a cool adventure tim so glad you went up there and had it and came back and could share it uh with all of us so thank you so much for doing that thank you Thanks guys for, for having coming me. today yeah absolutely <laughs> appreciate you guys having me thank you well folks i think that's going to wrap things up for us today but until next time you can watch our videos on the oregonians youtube channel and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel, as well as HereIsOregon.com. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast, as well as our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details at OregonLive.com slash pod support. Also, if you're a fan of the show and you're interested in potentially sponsoring it, you can get in touch with our marketing people at advertise at oregonian.com. This episode of the show was produced by me, Vicki Connor, alongside Jamie Hale, Andrew Thien, and Elena Neal Sachs. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.